If you're feeling stressed out and you got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down. Welcome to Slow the F Down Show. I'm sensuality coach Casey Hall. And I'm trauma healer Elizabeth Menzel. Each episode we offer science, stories, skills, and songs to help you slow down, stress less, and love more. It's important to us that every episode is worth your time and that you leave feeling uplifted, inspired, and able to make positive changes in your life. On today's episode, slow the F down with procrastination. So grab your favorite beverage, get cozy, and soak in our soothing support. Since you clicked on this episode, you probably have a habit of putting things off and then feeling bad about putting it off, but then you put it off some more, and then you feel even worse. We are no strangers to the dark side of procrastinating. On this episode, we slow it way down and discover there's also a light side to procrastinating. So if you're ready to get clear on the pros and the cons of procrastination, we dedicate today's show to you. So there's actually two different types of procrastination. The first one is active procrastination, and that's when people purposefully delay action because they work well under pressure. The second type of procrastination is the type most people think of, where individuals find themselves paralyzed by the inability to complete a task on time. And you know, there are so many valid reasons that we procrastinate. And so the invitation is to be extra kind to yourself as we go through these and maybe identify and see if some of these sound familiar. And then remember, you're going to get some slowdown skills to help you deal with procrastinating in ways that feel good to you, in ways that are positive and totally doable. So be sure to listen through for the slowdown skills. One primary reason that people procrastinate and one I personally experience a lot is feeling overwhelmed. When I feel overwhelmed in my body, my whole body tenses up and I go into this like stress freeze response. And I always thought that I was just a big weirdo for doing that. But then I learned that procrastination and that feeling of overwhelm that makes you want to freeze can actually be a reaction to stress. Surprise, surprise. When you have a lot of stress built up in your system, the idea of having to even think about one more thing to do can be super overwhelming, which in my situation often causes me to go into a freeze response. And then I'm like, holy shit, I am so overwhelmed. And because I feel overwhelmed, naturally my body in all of this intelligence is cueing me to soothe myself. So rather than continue to do the thing that I want to be doing or is on my to-do list, my body chooses to soothe itself instead. And so soothing can look like going for a walk or having a drink or scrolling through social media. And so when I learned that and I learned that why I'm why I'm behaving the way that I am, it's not because I'm lazy. It's because I'm feeling a lot of stress. There's too much. I don't know what to do with it. And so naturally I'm trying to to soothe myself instead of do one more thing that adds yet more stress. Yeah, so in that way, procrastination itself is cluing you in to how much stress you're actually feeling. So if you're someone that procrastinates a lot, you might want to check that out for yourself. How are your feelings of procrastination possibly connected to stress for you? And then what you can do is take a moment to soothe yourself. If you listen to our Empowered Anyway class, that's right here on slowthefdownshow.com. You can learn the five steps to soothe yourself, to calm your nervous system so that you can quickly feel calm and centered again. And then you can go on doing things, but from this calm and centered place where you don't feel overwhelmed anymore. And you don't feel like putting it off anymore either because actually you've de-stressed, so you don't need to put it off anymore. 
Another valid reason that I procrastinate is I am a recovering perfectionist. And studies show that procrastination is linked to a fear of not being perfect, which leads to rejection. And, and who, who wants, wants to feel rejected? Oh, we both did it at the same time. That's awesome. Nobody wants to feel rejected. We all want acceptance, not rejection. I know, especially as entrepreneurs, Elizabeth and I are always creating new things. And the phrase better done than perfect has been used a lot because you can literally drive yourself insane not putting something out there because you're trying to get it perfect. Yeah, and I don't even consider myself that much of a perfectionist. But when it comes to my healing work, that's the only place where I am a perfectionist. I really want to always give that 110% every single time for my clients. So that's a way that I can relate to that one. And one of the reasons that I'm really happy that we're doing this episode too is because the tendency to be critical or self-criticize as a response to procrastination can be brutal. This really interesting thing happens when Elizabeth and I decide on the topic that we're going to speak about for the podcast episode, where it actually starts to become alive in both of our lives. And in this situation, since we've been preparing this episode over the past two weeks, not only have we had to delay it a couple times. Oh, like four times. But I've noticed that just watching my thoughts throughout the day, I've been really, really critical on myself. And I'm like, oh my gosh. And so just taking a moment, if you are somebody who is super hard on yourself because you procrastinate, to find kindness and really pay attention to the slowdown skills and the information in this episode, because it'll really help ease and soothe your system. And remember, because procrastination is tied to stress, the more you're soothed, the less you will procrastinate. Yeah, and it's interesting, procrastination has also been shown to impact job performance. Employees experience negative consequences when they procrastinate. Research from the International Journal of Selection and Assessment found procrastination was associated with lower income, more unemployment, and shorter duration of employment. Yikes! Yeah, and lower income, unemployment, and or shorter duration of employment can lead to low self-esteem. For me, procrastination, when left unchecked, becomes a self-worth issue. For example, I know I'm more successful in my work day when I organize what I need to do the night before, but sometimes I procrastinate and I put that off by staying up late and watching a movie and then I sabotage myself by not preparing for the following work day. Then the next morning, I miss out on going to the gym because I need to sleep in. Then I scramble to get my workday organized on time, and it is super frustrating. And feeling like you don't have enough time has been proven in studies to show that leads to procrastinating even more. It's a vicious cycle. When I hear the word distraction, the word that immediately follows it is cell phones. The word that immediately follows for me is squirrel. <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> I found that when I have a task to do, physically putting my phone in a different room and then not looking at it until the task is complete is extremely helpful. And I know that sounds like common sense, but I think we're all so addicted to technology that the habit of just walking over and checking it, or if you get a ding and you check the ding, then all of a sudden you're like, oh, someone sent me a message. Oh, I'm on Instagram. Oh, look, someone sent me a message on Instagram. Oh, otters. Oh, sloths. <laughs> then I end up on talking animal reels. <laughs> so I, th I think it's worth mentioning that if you are a procrastinator, really being mindful of your phone, like physically physically and intentionally setting it in a different space as you're doing your task could be super helpful. Slowdown fans, we're giving you slowdown skills before we even get to the slowdown skills. <laughs> and we've got four of them coming up. 
And then, of course, you know, there's mental health conditions that lead us to procrastinate, like ADHD, OCD, depression, anxiety. And, you know, a lot of depression and anxiety is directly linked to trauma. There are valid mental health conditions that lead to you procrastinating. So to amplify what Casey said earlier, we really want you to be kind with yourself if you have any of these conditions and be easy on yourself because it's built into your brain function to put things off. After I separated from my partner, I found myself heartbroken, depressed, and really wanting to clean out his room on the third floor. And in addition to just dealing with like the shit show and the grief of heartache, having this task that like hanging over my head was actually a lot harder and and made it a lot worse. And every time I would go to try and clean out the space, I would go into a freeze response or not have the motivation to do it because I was feeling depressed and then judge myself even more. And so I realized just how much that emotional state of being depressed and going through grief and going through heartache can affect your ability to complete a task. And so, again, offering kindness and compassion for yourself if you are going through a hard time. Yeah, and you know, there's intrinsic and extrinsic motivation, right? Intrinsic motivation comes from within. You have a natural urge, a natural desire to do something. And when you're in that state or have a mental condition, it is suppressing your intrinsic motivation. And that's when you might need a little extra help from the outside in the form of a therapist, in the form of a friend that comes over and helps you clean, (laughs) in the form of something from the outside, right, that gives you some external help coming in. And then there's also extrinsic motivation. Like when people are coming over, it motivates you to clean your house. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best way to clean your house sometimes. I mean, let's be real. And you don't want to be codependent, right? You don't want to always rely on outside sources to get you to do something. That's codependency. And then you don't want to put it all on yourself. Like I have to be 100% perfectly intrinsic motivated at all times to do something and my worth and value are dependent upon how well I can get things done. That is some patriarchal conditioning bullshit. (laughs) I remember telling you that I'm I'm having a hard time cleaning up the third floor and you're like, do you want me to come over and help? And I was like, no. (laughs) And then you're like, what if we just start with a corner? And I was like, Okay. Yeah. And thank goodness that you did come over because in that situation, the state that I was in, I needed extrinsic motivation. I needed that support. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, this also ties into trauma and too much stress in your system. When you procrastinate feeling good. Mm, mm, mm -hmm. right this is built in people really berate themselves they're like I know I need to do this and I know I'll feel better if I do it but I can't that can't is also not your fault that is a function of trauma it's like there's an invisible wall holding you back from being able to do the good things for yourself that you want to do So, you know, you hear Casey and I talk about the stress release class a lot and the nonlinear movement method that I teach in that class. And it's because when you get that dregs of stress and trauma out of your cells, you stop procrastinating so much. 
it, there's such a direct correlation between stress, trauma, and procrastination. And you can know in your head that you want and need to do something and not be able to do it. That's when you know that you've got either an overload of stress or trauma going on that's holding you back. And we're here to help you. Stress Release Class is the third Monday of every month over Zoom. We've put up videos for you to watch that you can go through them before you come to class. You can be all prepared. We've made it so easy for you. It's really cheap, for especially for what you get. So please go to the love.school and sign yourself up for Stress Release Class. You will be so glad you did. And that is open to all genders, all ability levels. If you're in a wheelchair, if you are bed bound, you can still come to Stress Release Class. We will take all of your physical limitations into consideration and easily show you how you can do it no matter what. And you know, you might want to go listen to Slow the F Down with Letting in Goodness because we really go into detail about how you block yourself from feeling good. And I think it alleviates a lot of that internal judgment and pressure and, and mean dialogue that can go into your head around procrastinating. And that sort of naturally segues into another reason that's been proven why people procrastinate, and that is a lack of interest. And you know, that one is really important because we put so many shoulds on ourselves. I should do that. I have to do this. So much obligation. And Casey and I invite you to drop in a level deeper, a level below your shoulds. Do you really even freaking want to do it? <laughs> maybe you really don't want to do it now listen we're grown-ups there's stuff that we have to do that we don't want to do we can't just blow off all of our responsibilities like taxes <laughs> right who doesn't procrastinate with that oh my god Casey and I, first week of 2023, we got like 99% of our taxes done, and then we procrastinated to the end of March to get the last 1% done. WTF, right? Like, we so didn't want to do it, right? So that lack of interest, that to me is an invitation to get to know yourself better and drop into your needs. What do you really need? Could you get that need fulfilled in a different way? It makes you be creative about what you want to do in your own life and how you want to do it. And you get to be more authentic, more real. And then when you have to do the things that are categorized as adulting that you don't want to do like taxes, you can go back to practicing letting in goodness and feeling goodness and combine those two so that you can do taxes in a way that is a little bit more interesting to you because you've added joy into it. So for example, Elizabeth and I make taxes more interesting by doing them together. Yeah, we literally sit over Zoom. We make a really nice cup of tea. We put on a candle. We do some essential oils in the air. And we stay on Zoom together. And we might not talk for two hours, but we're just there supporting each other, getting through the taxes. So I think, you know, naturally this lack of interest also is an invitation to authenticity, right? And just dropping in deeper with your real wants and needs. Still taking care of your responsibilities, but maybe just shifting the way you do it. So sometimes it's an overhaul, <laughs> like really approaching your life differently. And sometimes it's a tweak, like how can I do this thing that I don't really want to do that I really need to do in a more fun way? And sometimes it's hard to figure it out with your mind. 
Elizabeth, how do you feel inside your body when you're procrastinating? Mm. I feel around the area from my solar plexus down to my lower belly, I feel like there is a kind of soft, cushiony ball pressing against my abdomen. And then my head feels foggy. And then I play a game on my phone. <laughs> so it goes back to the self-soothing. Like that's the whole loop of what goes on. <laughs> like from, from the somatic sensation to the action I take. <laughs> How about you? When I find myself procrastinating, I think about the thing that I have to do. And then I just feel this tightness in my throat. And in my abdomen, my body kind of freezes and I'm like, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. And then I'll look around for anything else that I could possibly do instead. Casey found this study by Science Direct. Those who report higher procrastination levels are less likely to be up to date on medical and dental checkups. Another way people hold themselves back from feeling better physically and often that's tied in with emotional, right? Like we're starting to see how each aspect of procrastination, your thoughts, your emotions, your feelings, your physical health, like it's all can be tied in together with this whole procrastination thing. And for me, procrastinating, whether it's about my health or something I have to do, can lead me into a shame spiral where I feel bad about what I didn't do, and then I feel worse, and then I feel worse about myself, and then, and it's like I just go down this shame spiral hole. It's terrible, full of judgments. And lately, I've really been catching that and not letting that shame spiral happen and shifting out of it faster than I ever have in my whole life. Pretty proud of myself for that, I gotta be honest. Yeah, absolutely, especially because you have you're juggling a lot right now, so that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, and I'm not shame spiraling. Hey, and I'm so not doing it perfectly. <laughs> but you know, I am doing it with a lot of love. Dale said the other day something about us not being good at adulting, and I said, yeah, but we're good at loving, and I'd rather be good at loving. Well, as your friend, I think you're doing good in both adulting and loving. <laughs> Thanks, friend. And I, I like how, you know, we were talking about the physical sensations in the body and how that can cue you into procrastination. And then, you know, you brought up this feeling of shame and that can cue you into being like, oh, I'm procrastinating. You can catch it. Frustration is the emotion that comes up for me when I realize that I'm procrastinating. Frustration, um, it feels like stuck energy that wants to explode out. So when I know that I have to go to the gym, I often feel frustrated. I'll feel that emotion and then I you know, feel the body tightness. I'm like, mm. And I'm pretty sure everyone listening has procrastinated in going to the gym. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. I feel the frustration, as I said, the pent up stuck energy. And I'm like, the best possible thing I could do right now is give this energy an outlet by going to the gym. But it's like, I know when I'm feeling that frustration, I'm like, that's what it is. It's just like stuck energy that needs to move. So you might be surprised to hear that there are some pros to procrastinating. But um. Tsh. Yeah, there is a light side of procrastination. You might think you're procrastinating, but really, you might just need to slow down. Yeah, maybe you're not procrastinating at all. Maybe it's your intuition. Like when your procrastination is actually your intuition saying, nope, or maybe later. And putting off a task for a specific time may give you more time to plan and develop creative strategies. 
you might come up with an idea or a solution that you wouldn't have otherwise considered had you jumped in and done it right away. Oh my God, that is so true for Casey and I. We often take breaks to do the nonlinear movement method and you'd think, oh, but we have to hurry up and get our work done. And we're like, no, we need to give ourselves the time and space for our genius to come through. So we're not actually procrastinating. We're actually doing something positive for ourselves. And every single time it works and we come up with a new, better idea, a different way to do something, we tap into that genius below and we give ourselves the time and space to do that. So maybe your procrastinating is really giving you more time to gather information or think something through or you just need more time to be more spaciousness and less to do on your plate like the other day my mom asked me to do something you know the woman's in her 80s she lives 3,000 miles away from me I'll do whatever my mom asked me to do for her right so she wanted me to do something and I just didn't get to it that day and you might think, oh, you didn't really want to do it anyway, Elizabeth. <laughs> you were procrastinating. But the truth was, I just didn't get to it. I, I had too much on my plate as it was. And then she emailed me in all caps, don't do it. And when I told her I hadn't, she was so relieved. So see, it completely validated. <laughs> I wasn't procrastinating. It was honestly, in my case, it was my intuition prioritizing what really did need to be done that day. And I took care of the things that actually needed to be done. And I was like, I will put a pin in this and do this for my mom tomorrow. So prioritizing those things that you need to get done is a really honest way to look at, okay, what actually do I need to get done? And what could I do another day? So I got the little uh, intuitive knock to sign up for this 28-day meditation learning a, a specific form of meditation that helps you tap into your alpha brain waves. And I was like a, yes, I want to do this. But then I got like a, mm, but not quite yet. So I buy the program and I start on like day one or two and I'm like, mm, I'm not, I don't know really why. Like this information is fascinating, but I'm not fully in. So I paused. I was at a maybe and I paused and a couple of days later I was talking to my mom and I was like, hey mom, I signed up for this Jose Silva meditation. And she goes, oh my goodness, I bought that book six months ago and it was so interesting, but I couldn't really follow it. She's like, what did you think? I was like, oh no, it's not the book. I signed up for the course. And she's like, oh, there's a course. And so I saw her a couple of days later and she decided to actually buy the course it's through the app. And now we're doing the course together. And every day I have an accountability buddy and she has an accountability buddy and we check in and we're like well what did you think about that meditation and what do you think about this and it's really cool so me listening to my no and maybe caused me to align to a better opportunity that I didn't even know existed where I now get to do this with my mom hey that's so great yeah and I, I have to say that one of the best ways that I avoid procrastinating is to catch myself doing it putting something off that I really want to do, and then switching my attention to alignment and coming into alignment. So what is alignment? It's kind of a mythical, energetic thing that is not based in science. I just want to be clear. <laughs> but it helps me so much. And that is, we all think that we know what's best for us. But guess what? 
there might be something even better. And I want to go for the even better than what my thoughts and limited mind can come up with. So I align with my highest good, meaning I just give myself over to what is absolutely best for me. Now, some people use religion to do this, and they say something like God's will. Some people say, I'm going to let the universe decide. There's different ways you can look at this. When I feel into alignment, it's like I can physically feel everything inside of me coming into this centered, vertical, strong pillar. And I don't have the answers. I just know that I'm heading in the right direction. Even if I don't know what the heck that direction is. Yeah, earlier today, you shared that just six weeks ago, Dale came to you and was like, hey, should we buy a bar? Which was like the last thing I was expecting you to say. Talk about like a physical real world example of alignment. Every time that we have met since then over the past six weeks, you tell me how some person, place or thing has just fallen into your life or come into your life in just the right ways that you were needing and to witness all of these pieces coming in and supporting you that the way that they are honestly is like bigger than you like you 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 couldn't have planned that if you tried and so like that has to be alignment that has to be like something something big to me it feels like something bigger than you and bigger than us that is just like orchestrating all of these things to work out in such a beautiful harmonious way that is a total yes for you energetically and seems to be a total yes for those who are involved. Remember Slowdown fans at the beginning of the year when Casey and I held a virtual vision board party? We made vision boards that were the weirdest vision boards we've ever made in our life and when we finished we were like what the actual fuck? And I'm looking at mine right now and I'm just like, what? It, like, it is like nothing else I've ever made. And we both looked at each other. We were like, this is going to be a weird year full of unexpected things because we don't understand our vision boards at all. And we freaking made them. And so Casey and I realized pretty quickly that we were going to be manifesting some big shit this year. And so we upped our nonlinear movement method practice. We upped our meditation like she was just sharing. She has a really strong meditation practice right now. I meditate and do nonlinear almost every day, sometimes two or three times a day. And we knew we needed to up our dosage of that good medicine. And last week, I really took a good solid look at my vision board for the first time since this whole space bar thing started. And I see in every single corner is a picture of outer space. <laughs> and in huge letters, it says, science with love. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Yay. Casey and I have just really been working with upping our prosperity consciousness and allowing money to come in and goodness to come in in ways that we don't even know about. That's alignment. And we just say it. I'm aligned with my highest good. I'm aligned with my most prosperous opportunities. I recognize them when they come in. I am completely aligned. Now, for months, we didn't have any outward manifestation of that. Then we did, even before Spacebar, we both had 
money come to us in unexpected ways. And then this whole space bar thing. So that's alignment at work. And when you've got alignment working for you, your actions come from that. You know, you can go with continuing putting yourself down for not doing the things that you really wish were happening or you really want to do, or you can switch your energy and actions and attention to alignment, and it makes you more apt to do the positive things for yourself that you actually want to do and let go of the things that you don't want to be doing anyway. So really being present to again to your needs being really honest being really authentic with yourself and letting yourself get along really help you on your life journey to go about it in this more aligned authentic happy joyful way and the healing theme of the month in the love school facebook group is alignment we have a healing theme every single month so this month is alignment and it's also all about aligning with perfect timing when we're people who may procrastinate a lot. <laughs> aligning with perfect timing. This thing is going to happen for me at just the right time. Then if it happens today or in a month or five years from now, it happened at the perfect time for you. I used to think when I was in my 20s and early 30s that if I got married, then I would be happy. And I got married and he was abusive and it was horrible. And I thought that, that, that having that thing, a marriage, <laughs> would save me. If I had aligned with, I get married at the perfect time for me. I find the life partner at the perfect time for me because I kept pressuring myself. I didn't have the outside pressure like Casey has shared in the past. All of my pressure was intrinsic. It was coming from inside me that I had to have this thing. And it got me into a painful situation that literally took me years to overcome. So alignment with perfect timing takes all of that time pressure off of you. And time is an illusion anyway. So, hey. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and, you know, I've always considered myself a late bloomer. And maybe that's just my timing, man. Maybe, you know, maybe I needed to learn all of the things I needed to learn so that I could come into this brand new life-changing situation of Space Bar and feel as freaking calm and centered and aligned as I do now. Because if this opportunity had come to me five years ago, I can guarantee you that I would be a nervous wreck right now instead of feeling as calm and strong as I do. And we're going to go into our slowdown skills right after a word from our sponsor. Hey, slowdown fans. It's me, Mother Nature. When the weather turns cold, my trees shed their leaves, my animals hibernate, and my water becomes still or freezes. When the weather warms, my trees grow new leaves, the animals begin to stir about, and my water begins to flow. I steadily respond to my environmental stressors, which I see as cues that change is needed, by being ever-present of the signs, signals, and pace of life all around me. Everything in me is aligned and happens in perfect time, so I never feel a need to procrastinate. Thank you, Mother Nature. And now, for your slowdown skills. All right, like I said, we got four slowdown skills for you today. One is, remember when we talked about feeling overwhelmed and stressed? All of my clients and I use this slowdown skill. 
we build in B breaks throughout our day so that we don't get thrown off and overwhelmed and put too much pressure on ourselves. So a B break is time to do nothing and you can literally program it into your calendar on your phone where I'm just going to sit and watch the birds at the feeder. I'm just going to sit and have a cup of tea. I'm going to go for a little walk. Or I'm just going to sit and space out. I'm just going to be. So you can formally meditate during those times. That's awesome. Or not. Just zone out. Just do nothing. But giving yourself an intentional time for nothingness can often give you what you needed, that soothing, that time to regulate your nervous system, to slow down, and then you actually don't have that specific need for procrastination anymore. Remember, when you give yourself enough time and space to be, it leads to higher productivity. Funny how in that way, being breaks is doing something. So the second slowdown skill is to use a planner and keep it simple. I was gifted uh, what's called a monk planner and the whole idea behind it is simplicity. The whole month is set out in a way where there's like little tiny squares and you just focus on one thing and every day you do that thing or you don't do that thing. And so for me, what I've been using it for is the 28 day meditation that I signed up for. And it's the easiest thing in the world. On day one, if I meditate in the morning, I draw a sun, and if I meditate in the evening, I draw whatever phase the moon's in, and that's it. It's that simple, and because of its simplicity, I'm more apt to do it, and the desire to procrastinate isn't there because it doesn't feel overwhelming. Great, that ties directly into the third slowdown skill, which is a statement instead of a question. This is what I mean by that. I sincerely want to wake up in the morning and go to the gym. If I wake up in the morning and say, oh, should I go to the gym? That's a question and I give myself an out. But if I wake up in the morning and make it a statement, ah, I'm going to the gym. I just start putting on my clothes. <laughs> and it's that simple when it's something you know you want to do. You're in alignment with it. You know you want it. Stop questioning it. Make it a statement and do it. And what makes number three successful is repetition. When you want to create positive change, you've got to be consistent and repeat the act over and over again. And the way that I view this that makes it easier for me is to take it out of the realm of shoulds or have tos and do it as an act of love and devotion from myself to myself. We wanna help you deal with procrastination from a place of love as an act of love. It's a really powerful perspective shift to take action from and it makes doing things a lot easier. And remember, when you do something consistently with repetition over and over, you actually build new neural pathways in your brain to healthy actions, to healthy thoughts, to healthy behaviors. So it gets easier the more you do it. And you know, Casey and I love to make things easier for you. So we know procrastination can really be nuanced and complicated, and we're here to help you follow through on knowing when to jump into action and when to slow down, do it later, 
or let it go completely. Just go to the show notes and set up a free consultation with one of us today. And now for your slowdown interview. Today, we have the pleasure of interviewing Angie and Jeremy Jones. Jeremy and Angie run the Pittsburgh destination blog, Discover the Berg, the global travel blog, Living the Dream, the wine blog, The Grape Pursuit, and the home and garden blog, Hipster Homesteaders. When they're not traveling the world or exploring Pittsburgh, they can be found at home baking, making koji, tending to their garden and beehives, or enjoying a nice glass of wine. Angie and Jeremy, welcome to Slow the F Down Show. Thank you. Thanks for having us. We are so excited that you are here. Slow Down fans, as you know, we are all about helping people slow down, stress less, and love more. So Angie and Jeremy, how has slowing down helped you? The more we thought about this before coming onto the podcast, the more I realized that slowing down actually helped me start my business to begin with. How so? Well, I started my travel blog first to take a trip around the world. So I literally unplugged from all of life just to go travel and ended up turning into a business venture. You know, I never quite thought of it that way before, but I really had to unplug from everything to have some sort of creative inspiration to do what is now my full-time job. Um, and if, if I hadn't done that, I wouldn't have started the Pittsburgh website or any of the other blogs. So it kind of is a roundabout way of slowing down to get started, I suppose. That's so freaking cool. And you know, Slowdown fans, this is the absolute truth. I use their blog all the time to find out what's going on in town, where are the best places to eat, the best places to drink, the most fun things to do. It is truly the only blog I've consistently used anywhere. Hey, thank you. We appreciate that. I think that's my big one, but I know Angie's got several. I do have a day job in addition to writing on all these other <laughs> websites. So um, I was just, when I was thinking about this question, I was thinking specifically about a couple years ago, pre-COVID, in my professional life, I was traveling basically like 95% of the time. And it was so stressful. And in fact, I didn't even meet Elizabeth until, I don't even know, like, after Jeremy met her. And in fact, she didn't think that I existed. So <laughs> you were the Canadian girlfriend for a solid six months, I think. We called you the Canadian girlfriend. It was over a year before we met. Yeah. Fortunately, I've gotten out of that position. And so I do not have to travel anymore. And looking back on it now, I just realize now how incredibly unhealthy that was for my health, my mental well being, like everything every aspect of like, I was just going along like, okay, this is what I have to do. I just have to do this. Like, I didn't see a way out of it. And so I was just like, okay, this is what I just, I just have to do this. It really took a toll on me in a lot of ways. Towards the end of it, a lot of anxiety and just like all kinds of other health things started popping up. And fortunately, um, I had a really fantastic manager who was like, hey, I think you should apply for this position um, instead. And you know, you won't have to travel anymore. And like, at first I was just like, oh, but I have to keep going. I just have to keep doing this. Like I just physically couldn't even see a way out of it. But she was such a great influence on me and opened up this new path for me that just has relieved so much stress and insanity from my life. So I think that's one specific example. That's a great example. And you know, during that time, all your friends are like, do it. <laughs> well, she didn't yeah. she didn't know that we were all saying that because she was never here so <laughs> we were saying that like you hadn't even met her yet and you were like do it do it <laughs> or i'll never meet you <laughs> 
So then what would your slowdown advice be for others? We were thinking about that. And, you know, those are kind of stories from the past. But, you know, we have other things that we do now that slow down that might be a bit more relevant. Six different directions all at once. And we are really into hobbies that have time as like an element to it. You know, Angie bakes. I have bees. We garden a lot. I'm buying a ridiculous amount of fruit trees that might not bear fruit for five to seven years. And we do a lot of things that doesn't have instant gratification as a payoff. You know, beekeeping takes a year or two before you can even get a harvest. We're really into doing cool activities where we have to be in the moment now, but doesn't have that gratification because we know it's coming X months down the road. Uh, we were thinking about this a lot earlier today about, you know, what advice we could give people. And if you can get into like a hobby where you can enjoy it now, despite having to wait hours or days for a reward, that like really helps us slow down and just be in the moment a lot. I really love that too, because as you were talking, I had this visual of like going like six different directions and having like a lot of this like doing active energy but then to choose a hobby that forces you to literally slow down and be present and be patient like what a cool way to balance out like being and doing I bake sourdough so that like just to bake a single loaf of bread is like a week-long adventure which is just you know and if you if you're not paying attention at every step of the way you just have to start over it can go wrong we were watching a show last night where one of the chefs was talking about how peeling like 50 cloves of garlic she's like oh some people say this is like a mindless task but I think it's a mindful task and I really resonated with that and I love mindless <laughs> uh, kitchen tasks cooking tasks like I just it really helps me be in the moment and, and slow down the other thing I was thinking about for advice was when I you know the story that I told about traveling a lot and having to sw kind of switch tracks was when I was in that moment of traveling all the time sometimes I would be like okay if, if I just learn how to like meditate or if I just you know work out a lot like it'll be okay and I finally realized no I actually just needed to change my entire situation and everything else was just kind of a band-aid and not really fixing anything. Yeah, because the root cause of how your life was set up, the entire structure of how your life was set up was not conducive to your well-being. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Almost all of my responsibility is driven by factors I put onto myself. I don't have a boss yelling at me to get something done by the end of the day. It's myself yelling at myself. And I have to stop and remind myself sometimes that it doesn't really matter if I get something done by the end of the day or not. So I find myself taking a nap at two o'clock or just breaking to like, I don't want to say meditate because I don't actually meditate, but it, it's, it's kind of the same end goal is that you kind of just remove yourself from the situation. You know, a Angie did hers on, on a much larger scale, I think. But even for me, just on a day to day, I just find myself when I can't take things anymore, just stepping away and just doing nothing for 10 to 20 minutes is a really good way to reset and refresh from all of the stress that I put myself under for no apparent reason. Well, thank you for giving a perfect example to illuminate the slowdown skill that went just before this interview, where we have people build in bee breaks throughout their day. Now that's B-E. Jeremy also does B-E-E -E breaks. <laughs> yes. And sometimes they're the one and the same because I take a B-E-E -E, B -E break. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Literal bee breaks. And this was not planned entirely. We did not even tell them that the subject of this particular episode is procrastination. Mm, that's a good one. You got my name. <laughs> and we've been illuminating, of course, all the dark sides of procrastination, but also the light sides of procrastination. Sometimes you just need more time. Sometimes you just need more space. 
Sometimes a bee break is the best thing you can possibly do for yourself because it gives you that reset that you really needed so that you can, instead of under duress, tackle the next project, you can go in refreshed and relaxed and be like, yeah, okay, I can, I can do this. Or, you know what? This can freaking wait until tomorrow. No problem. Or if you're like me, you put on an actual bee suit and then you go surround yourself by 75,000 bees and then you have a real bee break and then you come back and you go, I just did that. Angie's not in them though because she refuses to, to get close to the hives. They terrify me, yeah. It is funny though, you go out, go out into a bee, beehive and you don't get stung and 75,000 bees are all around you and then you get back inside and you're like, huh, I guess the other things I have to do aren't that bad after all. I can get back to work now. <laughs> We're going to have to get a picture of you in your bee suit and then use it as the marketing for our bee breaks. <laughs> <laughs> Do each of you have a favorite slowdown song? Normally when I listen to music, I listen to songs that get me like amped up and energized, you know, like rock and, and you know, really high energy music. But I also really like bluegrass and I really like bluegrass covers, um, specifically the Spotify station, because I feel like it helps me slow down to listen to that because I know all the songs that they're playing, but they're often in a recording in a style that I hadn't heard before. So like you might hear a rap song or a country song or like a song that I know, but then you hear it in the style of bluegrass and it, and it forces me to stop and go, wait, what? <laughs> and then suddenly five hours pass and we've just been listening to bluegrass covers all night. There's also a band called Postmodern Jukebox that does like 1920s flapper style covers of songs as well. They play them sometimes at the speakeasies and things like that and it's the same kind of vein it's like i know that song this is hilarious and i'm gonna listen to this for the next 17 hours i heard them do a, a rendition of all about that bass once and i was like it blew my mind i was like wow yeah so i totally get where you're coming from so mine kind of ties into the bluegrass cover element because i personally was thinking about the song the tourist which was originally done by Radiohead, but I really fell in love with a bluegrass cover version of it by Sarah Jaros. While she plays a ton of different instruments and sings, her version of it is just so, her voice is so rich and intense and it just makes you really just stop and listen. I just love the very slow pace of the actual song, but it's, it just has this ethereal kind of vibe to it. Well, Slowdown fans, we will post links to those songs on our Facebook page, and I'll put them in the show notes for you too. Jeremy and Angie, thank you so much, my friends, for coming on and sharing your very insightful and I think supportive slowdown wisdom with our audience. Thank you for having us. And remember everybody, you can go to discovertheberg.com. That's discovertheberg.com and find out everything you could possibly want to know about Pittsburgh. It's so great. I know a lot of you live here, but we have Slowdown fans all over the world, and you can get to see how cool Pittsburgh is. And if you scroll down to the bottom of discovertheberg.com, you can see a gorgeous landscape of Pittsburgh from Jeremy and Angie's back patio. It's really cool. It's it's a live cam in real time. And we're going to put all of Jeremy and Angie's links on our Facebook page, Slow the F Down Show, and in our show notes for you so you can get to all of their really cool sites. Jeremy and Angie, thank you for being on Slow the F Down Show. Thank you so much. Thanks so much. It was fun. Casey, what was your favorite part of today's show? 
I like how we discussed the pros and cons to procrastinating because I think it's really easy with this topic to have a bunch of um, negative thoughts and feelings around it. So I'm happy that we are able to give multiple perspectives on this topic. Elizabeth, what was your favorite part of today's show? My favorite part of today's show was talking about the pros of procrastination too. (laughs) I really love it. I love talking about intuition and alignment because they light me up. They make me feel better about myself. And I felt bad about myself for way too long. It's time to feel better about myself. And I notice that the more I love myself and the more I feel better about myself, the more positive things I manifest in my life. Slow down, fans. What was your favorite part of today's show? Please click the link in the show notes to let us know what you loved. Remember to subscribe and share it with a loved one who can also benefit from Slow the F Down Show. Our mission is to help as many people as possible slow down, stress less, and love more. And we can't do that without you. And if you're digging our content and want more personalized slowdown goodness, become a sloth level patron and get free access to our monthly stress release classes that are live over Zoom. You'll learn a method that's guaranteed to unstick stress from your body on a cellular level. Go to the show notes to get that special deal. And to our existing patrons, thank you, thank you, thank you. We love you and your support means the world to us. On our next episode, slow the F down with people pleasing. Thank you for listening and enjoy your slowdown. If you're feeling stressed out and you got a big frown, listen to our show and slow the fuck down.